you know, I guess this kind of setup has been the experience for many of us over this lockdown period, hasn't it? I'm just reminded that uh, when I was a kid in the 60s, they used to say to us not to sit too close to the television because it was bad for our eyes. And yet here we are spending nearly all day, not half a metre away from a screen, peering at small objects on it and trying to communicate with the faces that are moving and listening to what they're trying to say. Well, I have to say that it's certainly taken its toll on me and there have been days when I've been completely zoomed out after spending all those hours just trying to talk, trying to concentrate in, in this really small environment. And so I've needed to go and lie down in a quiet room, perhaps in a dark room, and uh, yeah, maybe take the odd painkiller. Do you know, with lockdown though, it, it's as if our worlds have shrunk dramatically, isn't it? Um, to the size of our home, or maybe even just the size of one room. I've spent a lot of my time here in my office, and so starting over half term, we thought we'd decorate it and spruce it up a little bit because, you know, yeah, it was quite drab before, and I wanted to lighten it somewhat and, and give myself a bit more of a lift. And so I've also included some of my photos, uh, and you can see some of my really nice arty shots up here behind you, and maybe over here, there's my really lovely vista of, uh, of Sydney Harbour. And from, yeah, from the zoom cam uh, angle, then you can see over behind me, this side, some of my other pictures from around the world there, to really try and lift my spirits just a little bit. Well, thankfully, we've not been shielding, and so we've been able to go out for a walk every day, and we've been taking advantage of the gorgeous weather and getting out into the countryside for a walk for half an hour or even an hour at a time, and the weather's been such a blessing. And of course, you know, we have had each other. I have to say that spending lockdown with my bestie and my love, it's been a real blessing. It's been like retirement to come, maybe a little bit of a taste of that perhaps. Even so, you know, I do like my own company uh, and in the quiet and maybe those alone times, that's where I can begin to renew my strength. But I dare say that three months of solitude would have been a challenge, even for someone with my, with my personality. So my heart really goes out to those who've had to be so isolated during this time. So if we're stuck indoors, if we're stuck just in this really small environment with, with, where we can almost reach out and touch everything around us, what, what do the, uh, the Psalms of Ascent speak into that kind of situation? They're psalms of pilgrimage, psalms of a journey, uh, of you, and that kind of thinks uh, that reminds us perhaps of being outside on, on, on lovely walks. Well, let's have a look at a couple uh, of psalms today. We're going to look at Psalm 124, and we're going to look at what, Psalm 126, and maybe look at a little bit of the, uh, the contrast between the two. So right off, I've asked my lockdown bestie, Jan, to read the psalms, and she's going to read Psalm 124 for us right now. Janice. Psalm 124. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger flared against us, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. 
Praise be to the Lord, who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Okay, one verse, two verses really that I think I want to draw to your attention. And it's these two. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. Lockdown may have meant being surrounded by physical walls, but our spirit is another matter. If we've trusted in God through Jesus, the only spiritual enclosure has been God's liberating love surrounding us. And that surrounding love comes with a promise. The scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous. What does that mean? It means deliverance is at hand. It means all this too shall pass. And you know, it's God who delivers. We look forward to our deliverance, both in the spiritual and in the future, but also in the physical and in the now. And we look to give him the glory in faith. Whatever the enemy sets against us, and especially in times like this when he perhaps seems to have the upper hand, let's put our trust in God, in God our Father, the author of our faith, and the deliverer, the deliverer of his people from old. Our help is from him who made the heavens and the earth. Who can stand against that? I wonder, have you found God nearby and close during lockdown? Because, you know, as many times as we might hear or even say ourselves that, that nothing around us is permanent, we're probably never fully ready when surprising change comes. Epidemiologists, those who study the spread of disease, have been saying for many years that a global epidemic, a pandemic, is inevitable. Though they tended to think more about maybe influenza, and so that was perhaps what most Western countries had prepared for, or not prepared for, as the case may be. It was actually back in 2005 when I was part of a pandemic emergencies planning team for a large public sector research employer that, that I came across a lot of the ideas and, and concepts of how we would deal with those kinds of things. And so perhaps some of the measures taken didn't surprise me completely because I was reading between the lines a little bit. And so the various announcements that came along, I was thinking with this other, with this other, this other mind, with these memories of what we talked about in, in our discussions. Now, that doesn't mean I haven't been touched by the loss of freedoms and especially by the lack of contact with people and the distress of not being able to simply hold people or visit them. But maybe I had that other slight insight there. One thing I didn't have to rush around sorting was my faith. In the storms that can suddenly overtake us, you know, our best resource is adequate preparation. I just want to read this little bit from Matthew 4, 35 to 40 for you. Um, it's a story of when Jesus was in the boat with his disciples and some storms came. So they were out there. That day, it says, the evening came and he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. 
leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were other boats with him as well. And a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern and he was sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. And then the wind died and it was completely calm. And then he turns and says to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? When that storm rose around the disciples in the boat, Jesus was sleeping. Did he know there would be a storm? Maybe he did. Did he leap to his feet in a, in a panic? No, of course not. Jesus was above the situation because of his calm and deep faith and relationship with the Father. And not only that, not only was he not surprised or taken aback, he turns it into a teaching point to say to his disciples, do you still have no faith? Look around you now. Is God nearby? Have you kept him close? Will you be going forward together with him closer than you were before? Or have you kept him at a distance? Have you just kind of held your breath through this storm, thinking it'll be over, it'll be over, it'll be over? Were you afraid? Or are you even afraid now, looking to see what will happen as lockdown eases and we start to take those first tentative steps outside? Hi there, lovely day. Wow, just look at this place. This really is one of my favourite places to come in Newmarket. This huge, big sky, this amazing view over the town. Gorgeous, gorgeous weather today, as you can see. It's different up here every season. It's even different up here at different times of the day. Now, I've been here early morning in the mist of autumn seeing the horses with their nostrils flaring steam coming out of the mist and riding up and down the hill. I've been here at lunchtime just to sit and watch while eating my sarni and just contemplate the world. And I've been here in the evening at sunset. Janice and I were here one sunset and we watched the sun go down and then we had the amazing treat of seeing Mercury just above the horizon and Venus a bit higher above that. This is an amazing place to come for different vistas, but also because it's so open, because you've got such an amazing view. I find it a great place to come to contemplate and maybe to allow God to speak as well in amongst all the stillness and the gorgeous countryside around me. But today, as I look across the town, I wonder, What's it going to be like after lockdown? We've spoken a few times, haven't we, about what a new normal could be. 
Are we going to go back to what we had before? Or are we going to look for something new? Has this been our pilgrimage through lockdown to something new, something exciting? When lockdown is, is over, how will we feel? Do you know, there's another one of those psalms we've been looking at, Psalm of Ascents, 126, which speaks of the time when Israel came out of lockdown. It's a time when they returned to Jerusalem after being in captivity in Babylon. And what an amazing release that must have been. Psalm 126, Jan, let's just hear that psalm right now. Psalm 126, a song of ascents. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues were songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Do you like that line? When the Lord brought back captives from Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. They were like men who dreamed. This was a dream to them, something they'd never even really imagined could happen, only in dreams, and here it was. Well, I wonder, lockdown hasn't been so long, but what have your dreams been? What have your dreams been as we've been through this, uh, this pilgrimage of, of solitude and isolation? Do you know, I always thought that pilgrimage, um, that's a kind of seeking, a looking for something. You're either seeking something at the end point of a journey, or sometimes, you know, there's something spiritual along the way. Often it's unknown at the start. You may have a goal, or you may just set out to see what will be revealed to you. That's pilgrimage for me. And in my mind, there's usually some form of deprivation as well whether it's being away from family and so on, whether it's, it's having less than you would normally have because you're on a journey and you can only have what you carry. Maybe you're giving up a number of different things in order to focus your mind. A journey with that kind of determination to surmount any setbacks that would come along. Maybe I read too much Pilgrim's Progress as a youngster. Our dreams along the way might have been glimpses of what that end point was going to be like or what the future holds. So I wonder, what have been your dreams? Have you dreamt of a life returned, of going back to normal or something better, something deeper, something greater? Here's a couple of thoughts for you. During lockdown, what's been your experience in worship? Maybe that's been at home on your sofa, maybe alone or with close family? Has worship been difficult in those circumstances or has it actually been more intimate? What can you bring from those times 
those times of worshipping at home? What can you bring maybe when we do gather together again as a wider family? Have you taken advantage of this opportunity to find new ways, new depths of worship from within yourself, from God's word, from praying, from relating to him? Have you looked for something new or have you just tried to ride it out? What about prayer? You know, the Bible says that we shouldn't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. So if you've perhaps been a bit anxious during this time, there's been times of worry, maybe even deep concern and struggle, have you turned to prayer? Has your prayer life deepened? Or again, have you just kind of held your breath like going underwater and waited for the wave to crash over and come up the other side just the same? What about those Holy Spirit gifts? Have you been using those while we've been in lockdown? You know, those gifts are made for the building up of the church. But who or what is the church when you're not gathered together? Is the church just a large assembly? Is the church in small groups? What about you in your home? Have you still been moving with the Holy Spirit? listening, speaking, sharing words of encouragement with people, maybe praying with people over the internet? Have you used those opportunities which have come your way? And have you grown in that in such a way that the new, the future, will be different, will be better, not just going back to the same? Some people, many even, are anxious to go back, to get back to normal, back to what we had before. And yes, there's many good things which we've missed, especially that personal contact, those hugs, uh, and just those, those little touches of encouragement and knowing of belonging. But was everything perfect? Was everything good? Could we benefit from some rebirth and renewal in our worship? in our prayer, in our ministry to, our, to ourselves in the church and out to others as well. Do you know, a good friend of mine has been saying, no, I'm not going back, I'm going forward. I think that's the essence of the Christian journey, isn't it? Going forward, not looking back. Do you remember Lot's wife who looked back to what there was before? Turned to a pillar of salt and, and not moved from then on, unable to go forward into the promise that God had for them. What about you? Are you looking back or looking forward? You know, so much has changed during this time. Lots has been taken away from us. Some freedoms have been restricted. And we've had to find new ways of doing things, new ways of doing church. Which of those ways should we take forward? Which of those should we seek to see the Lord has given us, not just for this time, but for the future as well? And what, not, what new opportunities will open up as we restart church again? Not a reboot of the old, but maybe an upgrade. Are you ready for church 2.0 or are you pining for 1.9.113? 
verses 5 and 6 of Psalm 126 say this, Those who sow in tears shall reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Is that going to be you? Returning with songs of joy and carrying sheaves of the grain that was sown through this lockdown time? Those difficulties and privations of the last few months are as nothing compared to the many years of exile which those people in Israel had to endure. Yet those times meant they appreciated even more keenly what they, would, what they had on their return. Both the temple and the city were rebuilt, the temple first, and then the city, of course. So I encourage you to take these next few weeks, possibly the last few weeks of lockdown, to make sure you're ready, that your temple is rebuilt, so that when lockdown is over, we can return to the city triumphant, taking those sheaves with us, not ground down, but ready to show the splendour of God to those around us and his amazing saving grace. Yeah, Father, I pray you'll be with us over these next few weeks. Uh, teach us the lessons which we should have learnt. Holy Spirit, help us to grow so that when we come out, when we're able to meet again, we're even more like you than we were at the beginning. Yeah. Amen.